0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to tonight's shiur. I'd like to welcome all the men here in the main shul, all the women upstairs and downstairs, and everyone tuning in through the telephone and the live broadcast. To everyone. As, you, as you've as you heard before, relies on the support of the CBER sponsoring Shiram to help continue bringing these Shiram and Abbas' Taradar to, to the community. Please call Irgun Shir at 718 851 or email tapecenter at yeshivanet.com. Have the great schuss of Abbas' Taradarab by sponsoring a Shir. Tonight's Shir is sponsored anonymously as a schuss for for a friend's daughter, Bekarev, lady who was inspired by a bold Shir of last week from the inspiring story that he said. I'd also like to uh, dedicate tonight's shi'er Lillian Ishma, Sreb Chaim, Barap Pinchas, Karin Lerbacher, Rav Chaim Gros, Sreb Chaim Lerbacher, Zyartzai, Tuzgimel Ov, who's a founding board member of Irgen Shirei Teira, to the Wolf family, for the support of tonight's shi'er Lillian Ishma, Savim, Rav Oshu Zeleg, Barama Vigdal, Veshalem Zyartzai, Tarei I'd also like to thank Blazer Steinmetz and Weiss Pate for sponsoring tonight's shi'er. Tonight we have the cover to have us once again Rabbi Zachariah Wallace, the noted speaker Manala Manal of speaking on the topic of I Plead the Fifth Commandment. So I covered the corner of Rabbi Wallace, for author of tonight's Russia.
0: So tonight's subject, I'm sure you all figured out, the fifth, I plead the fifth, the fifth commandment, which is, which is Kibut aim why would Rabbi Wallerstein be speaking about the mitzvah of Kibut aim in the nine days? Maybe for Shavuos, but why in the nine days? I think that um, we know that Kibut Aim is based on Hakar and the whole Avera of sinas is based on being a type. Because sinas means hating someone for no reason or hating someone too much. In other words, someone did you wrong, but you're taking it to the to a, a crazy level. We also know... So the basis of when a person is jealous, the reason that you're jealous is because... You don't. You feel that that other person has more than you, which means that you are not focusing on what you have. So the the basis of sinas chinam, which is jealousy, jealousy, is based on kafri I'm not jealous of you if I look at what I have and I'm happy with it. One of the hardest things to understand in the Torah is when Klai Yisrael continuously came to Moshe Abenu and said the following line, and I've heard this many times in the last few years, talking to kids. You took us out of Mitzrayim to die in the Midbar of thirst? You took us out of Mitzrayim to die in the Midbar? I think they said it either five or seven times. They came to Moshe Abbeinah when it was the month, when it was Amalek, when it was the water, everything, when it was the Slav. All, they're tying it to Moshe Abedinu was... You took us out of Mitzrayim him to die in the midbar? Now let's listen to this statement for a minute. The opening statement is the biggest compliment. You took me out of try him. We had Kriyas Yamsov, we had ten markers or two hundred and fifty markers. We beat our Molech and we didn't even know how to fight. So what they're saying is, you took us out of Mitzrayim, but we have no hakarsatai for the past. We're focusing on what we don't have. In the future, I don't have slob, I don't have meat, I don't have water, I don't have mon, I'm not an air tisro, whatever, whatever, by the moragim they said the same thing, you took us out of Mitzrayim to die here in the Midbar, we're going to get wiped out. So in the same statement, that they're saying the most amazing statement, you took me out of Mitzrayim, in the same statement you say, to die in the mid If you would focus on, if you took me out of Mitzrayim, then you must have done it for a reason. You must love us. If you saved us from being slaves, you did the Makos, you took us through the Yamsuf. Maybe they should have thought, if you did all this, Hashem, and you did all these miracles, you wouldn't do it for nothing. You must have done it for a reason. So the first statement in their whole statement is contradictory with the second statement. If they weren't saying, you took me out of and they're just complaining, where's the meat? Where's the water? How come we're not in Israel? Ah, okay, I can hear it. I mean, they're not right, but okay. But you're making a statement like, you did all these miracles to kill me in the midbar. What are you saying? So if you break it down, if you break it down, the Kafwi Toiv, the person who's jealous, the person who's has sinas chinam, means that he doesn't appreciate what he has. When I say I hear this a lot, because Kibbutz of AIM doesn't exist in this generation. It has broken into little pieces. Nobody respects their parents. Everyone has expectation of their parents. The psychology world, how many parents I've seen suffer because the psychologist is not allowed to tell the parents what's going on with the child. The parent is paying the $400 an hour, but the parent's not allowed to know what's going on with their blood, with their child. It's illegal. You can't tell them what's going on. The whole thing about not telling a parent. So the parent has to suffer at night, not knowing what's going on with my child's. But it's based on that. You're not. The parents are cut off. Just pay the bill. Just write the check. Just take me for Pesach. Just just take care of my bills. Just send me to seminary for $25,000. I have to call you every Erev Shabbos. I have to send you letters. The seminary should call me and tell the parent who's spending $25,000 how their child is doing. There's no connection anymore. I had a girl came to me with a true story. I'm standing in, in, in front of Torah. Not if I wasn't, I wouldn't tell you not true story, but Alachas so Kama Vakama. says you're supposed to ask Mechila, by the way. I heard that you're supposed to ask Mechila when you turn your back. You're, I'm a Koyan, so you're allowed to turn your back when you do but it's a whole, it's a ma'isa. so really you're supposed to ask Mechila from the Shechina, from a Kirish when you turn your back when you speak. So I'm asking Mechila that my back is turned. Unless you want, I can speak this way, and then so this girl and parent comes into my office. You can see already she's, she's she's got fire in her, and the problem is that she doesn't listen to anything. She comes home whenever she wants. If any child would understand, I'm, I'm not going to go as far in saying that we're suffering what we're suffering because of the lack of kibbutz of aim, but you can think about this for a moment. Because there's nothing that Hashem is more Makbid, we're going to learn tonight. There's nothing in his Ten Commandments that he's more moqbit about than Kibir of Aim. If you look, on the bottom of the first five is Kibir of Aim. It doesn't belong here. It belongs al almero in the other five. It's the only one that's both. And it's the foundation. Of the Beit Adam Ma Makan Kecha, the foundation of the stone, is Kivot of And what is exactly opposite? What is exactly opposite of Kivot of Aim? You shouldn't be jealous. Because the person who has Kivat of Aim, the person who has Akar Satoiv, they're not jealous. But these are the two. And the only one that has details is Leisachmoid Shabbos doesn't have details on Lametes Melachas, but Leisachmoid, right? What does it say? Leisachmoid Eishes Riecha Avdoi Amasoi, Shairoi Chamoiroi B'Chol Asher Riecha. Bomb question, everybody. Leisachmoid B'Chol Riecha. You shouldn't be jealous of everything that your friend has. What's the details? Eishes Riecha his wife. His servants, I'm 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 jealous of his servants and his maid servants. What's the difference between a servant and a maidservant? And I'm jealous of his shar and his chamar, I could just say I'm jealous of his animals. And then the So you said it all already, and the answer is that the Tyra the, who the breaks it down that you could be jealous of someone's ax. You could be jealous of someone's chamar. You could be jealous of someone's maid servant you don't have a karas toy for what you have, you can be jealous of a paperclip. You can be jealous of anything. So like sachmoid, which is the destruction of a person, which is jealousy, which causes seneschinov, which destroyed the Beis Hamigdash, is based on kafritar. What's the antithesis of it? Kivut I am going to read you something tonight. If this doesn't change your life, then nothing's gonna change your life. That a ger, whose father is a guy, he's a ger, is chayiv, not only a kibbutz of aim, but to say kaddish after his psak, to say kaddish after his gayish father. Why? Kaddish? So he brings down, what you're gonna learn inside, he brings down, because you're gonna say Kaddish in shul, people, and your father's a guy, and you're a Ger, people will be like, and the guy are gonna be like, well, what's this thing he's saying for him? So he says, if you don't say Kaddish, you have to learn Torah and do mitzvahs for Eloh his neshama. A guy! Your father's a guy! So why do you have to give him Kibbutz of the aim? And why do you have to say Kaddish for a guy? So that the Chazal say, because you have to have a Kurosa What's that Kurosa type? If he wouldn't have brought you to the world, you wouldn't have become a Gerrit, and you wouldn't be able to keep the mitzvah. That's how far Kurosa type goes. And if you don't want to say Kaddish because you're embarrassed, you're going to be like, what? Your father's like, Joe, you know? You think Kaddish for your father? For Vinny? So he says, if you don't want to say Kaddish, so, so learn for him. And do mitzvahs for him. You hear this? For Goy. Why? Because he brought you into this world. Now how many times have girls said to me, and guys said to me, I should have a car tov that God brought me in the world. I have been abused. I have the most miserable life of any human being. I wish my parents would have never brought me into the world. In fact, I'm trying to get out of the world. And I say to them that they don't understand the meaning of potential. No matter how miserable a life a person has, one second of potential is worth more to the mission in Pirkei Avos, than a lifetime infinite lifetime in, in the next world is bigger than the whole next world. And a moment of kairas Ruach in the whole next world is bigger than this world being besimcha your whole life. Enjoying your whole life. And the problem with people, if they're looking at backwards like Klai Yisrael, you took me out of Mitzrayim, they're looking backwards, they're looking at their pain, but they're not looking at that they're in this world. And that in one second, the potential is worth more than the whole next world. There was a person who Nebuch had a very bad stroke. He was 90 years old. Actually, he was 93 years old. His brain bled out. Brain dead. Totally brain dead. They did all the tests. They did all the stuff. Done. Gone. He had no brain action whatsoever. Laying in a bed, 93 years old in a hospital, they had a heart thing pumping for him. They had air. They had every. He was hooked up to every machine. You couldn't even see him. He had so many machines all over him. And they're waiting for him to die. It's brain dead. A young guy, a young Jewish boy, 22 years old, wife is pregnant. Is in a car accident. Has a lacerated liver. He's dying. Let's take the old man's liver. Let's do a liver transplant. Let's save the boy. This man's potential, he finished Shas 10, 15 times, gave Tzedakah, built buildings, had great-great-grandchildren. He's ready to go to Shemayim. Even though no one's ready to go to Shemayim. I always tell people, like how old when you, you hear someone pass away, how old is he? There's a saying, you're never too young to die, you're never too old to live. There's no there's no if you're 93 you could be 94. And if you're 99, you can be hundred. So they went to ask a child. The potential of the twenty-two-year-old guy is just starting, his wife's pregnant, his potential is just beginning. He Baruch Hashem had an amazing life. He's brain dead. Absolutely not. You cannot take his liver. So I asked my seminary girls. I said, what's the potential of a brain-dead man, 93 years old, on all these machines? Is he going to say in a main? No. What's his potential? Rabbi Wallerstein, what's his potential? He can't do anything anymore. One of the smartest girls in my seminary raised her hand, and she says, he has a lot of potential, Rabbi Wallerstein. Like, what's his potential? She said, well... All the grandchildren and great-grandchildren were coming to be Mavachachalam. So because he was sick in that bed, his potential was the ability to give all these other people to do a mitzvah, a bikachalam. And not only that, the whole family was saying to him. So even though he had no potential, but he being in this world where there was a potential to do amazing things. People who pass away have a potential. All the people that learn Taira, they're not even alive. they learn Taira and say Kaddish and say man and down for the Amid and all these things. The person when he dies has potential. Surely when a person's alive he has potential. So the person who says, who asked my parents to bring me to this world is that is a taif. That is the person who doesn't realize I'm not putting away the pain and there's a lot of pain in this world. But at the same time, one second of a good word. One second of saying, Baruch to Hashem. In the next world, ladies and gentlemen, everyone who's watching me, in the next world, you can't say, Blessed are you, Hashem. God of the world There's no bracha. You can't make a bracha. Tonight you can go home. You can make a bracha. I, I walked in by my rib. is Hashem. I'm a vairach. Hashem, you should be blessed. You can't say that in the next world. So if you're just alive and you say a shma or a baruch, or you bring your mother a glass of milk, better one moment of that than the whole next world. So where you, as I said to the, where you running? You running to the next world? Where you running? Spend one minute here. Spend one more minute here. It's worth more than the whole next world. The basis of sinas chinam. The reason that we're sitting here with a burnt, based a and destruction and then an a Gullus and the Shekinahs and Gullus is because we don't appreciate what we have. And that brings us to jealousy, which brings us to Sinas Chinam. It doesn't even make sense in the Seris that I am jealous of my friend's maid or his ox. And the Ashtoreth said, duros is telling us, yes, a person who doesn't appreciate things will be jealous of everything because he doesn't appreciate what he has; he appreciates what everyone else has. So, right in the middle, you should have a there is no kivut of name, is the opposite of Yerich and Yemecha So this girl comes to my office. And she's really saying nasty things to her mother in front of me. I'm saying words that that I didn't hear very often in my life coming out of a Jewish girl's mouth. mamish letting go. And I, I told her she can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. So her mother turns to her. It's a true story. And she says, "You know, if you don't have kibbutz it it ain't for me, I understand. But we just bought you last week a brand new Volvo for your 18th birthday. I'm sitting there. My father didn't get me a pair of roller skates for my 18th birthday. <laughs> she got a brand new Volvo." I don't like volubles, but if it was a Land Rover, I would be talking about it a different way. <laughs> so, she looks up at her mother. Mom is straight in the face, and she says the following. I'm sitting there. My generation, this, this is like, this is not normal. And she says, big deal, Ma. It's my 18th birthday. It's your job to buy me a car when I turn 18. Like that so I was sitting there and I'm like oh, it's her job she's working for you but this kid really felt that I owe you I owe you a thank you it's your job how many of us in this room have heard that you gotta buy me a phone you gotta buy me this I'm going to camp you have to give me this you have to do that I have to go to seminary what do you mean I can't go to seminary everyone's going to seminary I have to do this you have to do that you have to do this It's your job. All of a sudden, we're working for our kids. And grandparents are working for their grandkids. So it's one thing if you say, thank you so much, Ma. I love you so much. I appreciate it. I know you guys are working really hard. And I'm going to make this year so special. And you know what? Because you sent me, I'm I'm picking on seminary, but it's not seminary. The boys are the same thing with yeshiva, whatever. The same deal. It's the same deal. It's also something I I really shouldn't talk about. But you know, I talk about things I shouldn't talk about. What's the deal with yeshivas pulling kids away from their parents? It's like very important that Rabbeim should have a have a have a what's it called, have a relationship. But no, it's not more important than 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 to pull a kid away from his parents. It wasn't it never used to be like that. It never was like that. Why is it like that? Why are guys who are going to yeshiva they, they don't talk to their parents? Because your parents not as firm as you? Because your parents don't know how to learn as much as you? You fool? Who sent you to yeshiva? Who's killing themselves to send you to yeshiva? So they don't know shas, and you know shas. you should be bowing down and kissing their feet. That they supported you to learn shas. What's the separation in this generation? In the front world, what's the separation? Why are we pulling the kids away from the parents? Are the parents so terrible? This wasn't like this in Europe. This was never like this. The psychology world pulls the kid away. The yeshivas, everyone's pulling the kids away. Are oh, the parents so bad? You're taking their money. Are we all so bad? Well, my Rebbe said this, but I'm your parent. I'm not talking against Halacha. Call me up three times a week for marriage Israel. Tell me it's about Tyra. I'm making an investment. What do you mean you'll call me for four weeks? Call your friends. Why did we become the bad ones? And this separation, we are paying a huge price. Why are kids off the Derek? Why are we falling apart from every... Because this is the fifth commandment. You want to have a long life, Klay Yisroel? Then you have to have kibbutz of the aim And these are not my words. Let's go all the way to the beginning. To where it all started. The So, the Chaya Arum. Interesting, very interesting. He was, um, he was called Arum. Some very interesting pshatim on that. What what it, what it means? But there's a very interesting pshat because it says the Nachash was Mikol Chais Sada, right? And he tried to get the woman to eat from the tree. Rashi says, right? Rashi says. What is the Pasek of that they both were unclothed? Why is that? And they weren't embarrassed. And then it says okay. it should have said that they weren't clothed and Hashem made them clothing. What's this? So Rashi says something and I looked it up today and there's other mafarshim that say this, that what was he jealous of? What was the Nachash jealous of? That he saw Adam and Chava physically together. So all the mafarshim ask. But he also had a female. The snake also had a female. What are you jealous of? Every, every bria had a female. So what did he see that made him jealous? He also multiplied with his, with his female part. So the mafarshim say he saw them talking, lash and chima. They were talking to each other. And there was communication with each other. And that he didn't have. Even though he spoke, the cable of his part did not speak. I looked at a lot of mafarshim on this. So he didn't have this chiba that He was an animal. So they they were together when the instinct of an animal was together. But there was no Chiba, no talking, and no relationship. He was jealous of Adam and Chava's relationship. I don't know if today the Nachash would tell her to eat from the tree of Metro. Because we talk to each other. They all text. And the Nachash didn't have an iPhone. So I don't know what he would have done. Even though, according to the guy, it was an apple tree. So maybe it was an apple and an iPhone. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what happened over there. But it's a, it's a narrative for us, for husbands and wives, just to understand that what he saw that he was jealous of is relationship. That's why he wanted chava. He said, relationship I don't have. You hear what he was jealous of? And this is where, this is where we're suffering with relationships. Everyone's so busy, so busy, so busy. He wouldn't have been jealous today with relationship. So anyway, what did he do? So she saw the tree, she never she never had a Yetzahara, so to say, to eat from the tree. So the Shiloh is, how did she eat from the tree if she didn't have a Yetzahara? Famous child. She didn't have a Yetzahara, how did she do an Avera? So it says he had one way to get her to do an Avera, and that was through Kinnah. She would never eat from the tree unless he could make her a coffee toiv, and that would bring her to Kinnah. So listen to this. He's trying. He's trying. It's not working. The day Hashem knows that you're going to eat it, didn't get her yet, and your eyes will open up, okay, you know, I don't need to eat from the tree. I don't need my eyes to open up. But then came the big words. And then you'll be like God. You see, Hashem has something you don't have. So instead of Chava saying, I have Adam, we have gan Eden, right? We even had a servant, the snake was a servant, right? We have everything. We have everything. The whole world is ours. We live in the God of Aden. What did she say? Hashem has something we don't have. I'm not a have a, I don't have a car set type for what I have. I'm focusing on what I don't have. Listen to this Pesach. She saw that the H was good to eat. Okay, the H, because the hadas, the, the fruit and the, and the tree tasted the same. That's why it doesn't say pre. Right? So he said, she saw that the H was good to eat from. One second. Does a person see that something's good to eat? A person tastes that something good to eat. Maybe the thing growing on the tree tasted like the worst sour lemon you ever ate. How did she see that the, that the tree was good to eat? And the terrence is that when you're jealous, when you don't have a toy, when you want something that someone else has, you don't even have to taste it. You don't even have to taste it. Oh my gosh, they have that? I want it. Maybe it's not good for you. Maybe that's not what, you know, you don't even know how to drive. Why would you want a car? Right? I don't know. i let, just leave it parked in my, leave it parked in my, in my, in my driveway. He can't have it. Why should he have it? So all of a sudden the Torah tells us, what a flip. It's good to eat. Wait. Then what happens? It became a taiva to her eye. She still didn't eat it. She didn't even taste it. What's going on over here? Toys. Taiva! You didn't even taste the fruit yet. You're freaking out. You're going crazy. you got to have it. You don't even know what it tastes like. The Nechmod HaEitz L'Haskil. And it's Nechmod. Then... First it was good. It's a taiva. It's Nechmod. Okay, i got to have it. Where did it come from? It came from one statement. Hashem has something you don't have. Don't focus on what you do have. You have everything. She said to him, like Chayisro said about Mitzrayim. She said to him, "You can eat from all the other trees in the garden." She said it out of her own mouth. I have every tree, but this Haman and had everyone bow down to him, except for one. Right? Haman and Atayra. Haman I ate. Same story. He wasn't focusing. He was the richest guy, the most kids. He was the next king after Achashverosh. He had the whole thing. He had everything. He focused on morecha he didn't have chomino AIDS. We're always focusing on what we don't have. You took us out of mid-try him? <sighs> Who cares? You took us to die in the midbar. You bought me a car. Big deal. It's your job. Okay. Listen, everybody, to Rashi's. I'm apologizing to all the ladies watching. This is not a very favorable ladies' Rashi. But it's a very important Rashi right? because she ate from the tree. So she says in the pasuk that the and She gave to Adam to eat from it, and he ate from it. Why'd she do that? When she ate from the tree, she was like Hashem. She knew bein She's way above him. He's a nobody. She burns the food. He doesn't know bein Delicious. Whatever she does wrong, fantastic. Everything was good by him. She was now way above him. Why would she give him to eat from the tree? So Rashi. Love. Why did she give him to eat? Rashi Thomas That she did she knew that she ate from the tree she's gonna die. She didn't want that she's gonna die, and he's gonna live. What do you care if he lives? what, what do you care if he lives? But her ad was based in jealousy. So even though she did the Ambeirah and she's going to die, there's no way I'm going to die and you're going to live. Why, says Rashi, this is totally out of hand, why, says Rashi, did she not want to die if he's going to live? Zach Rashi? Sorry, ladies. The Yisacheres. Because if she dies and he lives, he's going to marry someone else. And no way are you going to get anyone else. There was no one else. What are you talking about? There was no other woman in the world. What are you worried about? And the answer is that when you're jealous, when you stop to focus on what you have, and you focus on what you don't have, you lose your logical brain. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't have to make sense. You could have a billion dollars, but if someone has two billion, you want to have two billion, but what are you going to do with the two billion? I don't know, it doesn't matter. But he can't have more than me. And that brings sinas chinam. That is, what is the word sinas chinam? Hating you for no reason. I'm hating you because I'm jealous of you. Why am I jealous of you? For no reason. If I'm happy with what I have, I'm jealous of you for no reason. And therefore, every morning, the Mishnah, we say, is as follows. These are the following things that you get paid in this world. And you're going to get paid in the next world. What's the first thing the Mishnah says? Kibbutz Hasanim comes after that. Hashkara was built. comes after that. Haklasis Ochim comes after that. Biker Chayim. Haklasis Kall. The voice I made in Tviya. How was Sholem Ben Olmichaveru Ben Ishli Yistai? All comes after Kibbutz of Eim. The Talmud Torah connected to Well, guess what, everybody? If you don't have Kibbutz of Aim, if you don't have Hakaras Hatov, none of the other stuff in that mission is happening. It's just not happening. If you don't appreciate your parents. That's the basic midah. The basic midah of a Satayv. So I'm going to read to you from inside. First of all, I'm all fired up because in the middle of writing a Sefer, a lesson a day in Kibbutz Avain, which is coming out of Hanukkah. It's going to change the world because we have no idea. No one has an idea of the Chiyu what kibbutzavim is. We think that we do kibbutzavim, we don't even know what it means. I just want to quote. I want to quote something, which I'm going to tie to what I said about the Asa Divros. Ar Gimel, Yerideah, Reshmem, mem Kivur HaVeim. Ar Moiran, when it says that Ishwa v'ivo Tiro, Ove V'Imo Tiro, what does that mean? So he says a story. HaYahaben Lovash Hamudais, the son was dressed very well. He was the president sitting in Shul. The president sitting up there, you know, in the Shul. They have that chair up there, front by the on a The president, where Rabbi sits on one side, and the president sits on the old Shuls. And, were, and the president sitting, he's sitting up there. It's Shabbos. He's the man. Uba the His mother and father come. Bagadov, and they rip his clothing. Be'ikul and they begin to slap him on his head. The a white guy, be fun of, and they spit in his face. Wow, he's sitting there. He's the man. The parents walk in for no reason. He didn't do anything. Rip his clothes, whack him in the head, spit in his face. Loy yachlim oisam. Don't say a word. Ele Yishtaik. Be quiet. How how can the aruch? How how can the, the rabbanim ask us to do something that any yachol would boy? Come on. Ma, stop slapping me! Dad, please don't spit in my face again. No, not a word. How could the, how could they ask us to do that? There's no way. And this is connected to the Ester's adibros. Zok How are you going to do this? Ve'yare min ha melech malche hamlochem. Sit there and think about your fear, your awe of the melech malche hamlochem, a kodesh You may not understand it, and it may be very hard, but this is His commandment. And therefore, there seems to be a large connection between because what is this coming in the middle of this halacha of kibut of the aim that if you feel Hashem, then you'll have kibut of the aim. If you don't have kibut of the aim, you can't have Ben adam Mamakon, because even though we thank Hashem, He put us in this world, He doesn't talk to us, really, most of us anyway, uh, that we can really hear Him, right? And we, we're not connected in that way. So, so, if you don't appreciate your parents, what they did to you, what they did for you, and you're just angry about all the stuff they did against you, and I'm not saying, and it, it's in the book, you do not have to be abused by your parents. Halachically, if you call your parents and then they start yelling at you and every, then you have to go, you have to start taking medicine and they, or they, they put you down and they're always putting you down, or they hit you or they're abusing you, run for your life and do not call them. It doesn't say in the Shulchanach that you can't get up and walk out of the room. It says you cannot answer them back. So no one will tell you that parents that are, that are abusive and dysfunctional, that you need to sit there and get abused. there's no rub that will tell you that in the world. But you can't answer them back and you can't curse them, and you can't yell at them, and you can't make fun of them, and you can't talk bad about them. Just get out of there. You can move. Doesn't say anywhere I, so far that we've found that you can't move? And there are paskin not Paskin, that sometimes the parents are so abusive to the kid mentally, don't call. Don't call. But don't call and answer them back. Don't call. So I want to talk to you about a couple of things in, in, in Hilchitz Kivarav a We have 20 minutes it's the way of people that when they leave shul the Svaradim do this much more than we do and I don't know why we don't immediately they kiss their mother and father and if there's a gadol or tzadik there you kiss his hands because of He's covered. Avram, my Rebbe showed me this Morgen Avram. Hebi nice, It's brought down. the nashach Imai Everyone should cut. This is Shuk This is Okay, that you should kiss your mother's hand every Friday night. I saw a reason. I think the Margin of Avram brings the reason because the father. Benches the children, and the mother worked a whole week for these kids, and then he gets to bench the children, and she sits there and she feels very bad, so you're supposed to go to your mother and kiss her hand to make her feel better. It's it's not me. Okay? When she's benching him, I guess she's just giving her a bracha. The sight of Inyan by Rizal, there's a sight to this that a person should should, should teach his child <laughs> when he's young that he should kiss the hand of his father's mother and his revi. <laughs> listen to this Before you kiss your mother's hand you should say with shame yichud Hareini ba l'kayim. I'm here to be m'kayim mitzvus kibul of aim. Li nashek yideimi. I'm here in the mukhanum zoomin to do the mitzvah of kibul of aim by kissing my mother's hand. Ule saken as shirish ha mitzvazu b'makom elyon and to be masaking this mitzvah in shemayim v'hinayam. One. Next. You know, he tells a story, we're not going to say that. Next, listen to this. Amir is Kaddish, Ayidei Ger Tzedek. B'Shayl is true as of Ram Mishael, Shail is Pella. They ask a the question. B'Gerashin is Gaya. In Rishoy, Lame Kaddish. Can he say Kaddish, L'Ele Nishmat Ovev HaGoy? Can he say Kaddish for his father, the Goy? B'Heshev, Shizeh Pashat Shemutter. It's Mutter. V'Loyoy. Elegam Yesh Litzedad ha ben HaGer to say kaddish for his father the Goy. give the Geshon, this guy but he is like a new person. It's not his father, really, right? the Ma'amrim, the Rambam paskin, sheger chay of linoch ba'aviv hagoy mixes kavoy. You have to give him some kavoy. Shaloy yoymur, we shouldn't say boy me k'dusha chamura, k'dusha kala. When he was with his father, he was a guy. He had a mitzvah and Now he doesn't. We don't want him to say that. Imken ulechay mitamzer, but he says a different reason. He says the following. Listen to this. Oid says sometimes. It's embarrassing. People are gonna make fun of you, the guy are gonna make fun of you. The game of The guy's father is a guy, and you're supposed to die for the almond for him. You understand the length of hakar do you understand the length of kibbutz? of a for a guyish father who brought you up the first 20 years before you became a gear you ate trafe you 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 didn't keep Shabbos because he's your he's your father he brought you to this world maybe you became a Ger when you're 40 who knows how many Averis you did right you're supposed to die for so the Ahmed for this guy who died and also say kaish but guy, should be his father. Now, where's this coming from? So, this is a chidah. He doesn't bring it here, but I learned this chidah. and the chidah talks about Avraham Avinu that his mother was a nida when she had him. Right? She wasn't keeping tithes and And his father was a rasha. He was serving a boy de He had a voidizer store. So the chidah brings down that Avraham Avinu worked his whole life to be masaking his mother. For being a needle when she, when she was, when, when she became pregnant. And to be massaging Terach. And he wasn't, he didn't rest until he saw Terach accepted in Ganayden. So we see from here. That Avraham Avinu. What he did for his parents that were both Gayim. They were both Oyvde and de Zara. He didn't stop till he saw both of them in Ganayden. And the Chidot says, Abram Avinu said, listen to this. Avraham Avinu said, I should go in Ganayden. And see my father in Gehenna. You terror. Oh, he, made a terror. he threw you to a fire. He was Nimrod's best friend. What do you care? A rabbi B. who said, that's the I should go to Ganeidon and see my father in Gehenim. He didn't go to Ganeidon until he saw his father in Ganeidon, until he was misogyned. His father and his mother, for Asmaloi. That was her name. It's a chidah. Okay. Why do you have to do this? So he says the following. Mikol Makayim. Since he gave birth to you, and he brought you into this world, and he caused you right that you became part of Klal you have to for him, to take him out of Gehenim. You Haba. You have to bring this Goyish father into Olam Haba. You should know it. There's a So I think I made my point. And this is what I told I tell my girls. The bottom line is you don't want to be here and you're going through a hard time. But he says here, there's no bigger favour even if you have the worst pain, even if you're Eov and you're going through the worst life, there's no greater taiva that Hashem brought you, that you're in this world and that you have the potential to make someone smile, you have the potential to save someone's life, you have the potential to say Baruch you have the potential to say amen. you have the potential to give your kid a hug, you have the potential, you know, my Rebbe Ram Gamil always says, aim they're not here forever. It's one of those mitzvahs. Yes, there's a mitzvah after they die, but it's a very different mitzvah. They're not here forever. There's a din in Kivur of Aim. You'll see it in the, when, in the book, in Shulchan Aruch, that your stepfather, let's say you have a stepfather, and usually stepchildren don't get along with their stepparents. You have a stepfather, you really don't like him. Now, luck is that you have to be machabit him. Why? He's not, there's no blood. There's no blood. There's nothing. Again, there's blood. I mean, he, he's again, but there's blood. My stepfather? he He's my, my mother. I have nothing to do with him. The answer is that if you machabet him, you're being machabet your mother. Because if you take care of her husband, it makes her happy. And if you ridicule her husband, then you're doing an aver against your mother. So even though he's not your father, but since it affects your mother, even though he's your stepfather, you have a din, in it of the aim to your mother, you have to be good to him. The in Shulchan is after she dies. You have to wait for the book. After she dies, so now, why do I have to be nice to him? He's not my relative and has nothing to do with her. Not so simple, but it's, we'll talk about it. Okay. So I want to end with with this thought. In the Chumash... Oh, this is another story. I'm sure you all learned this in Kiddushin. Um Actually, it's in your That there were two Tanam, Rabbi Shmuel, the Rav Tafen. Oh, this is a story. Pardon, we'll, just, we'll, we'll end with this and then we'll go to the, the last part. One time, the mother of Rav Tafen lost her jewelry in the chatser, in the courtyard. She got out of bed to try to find it. The and Rav Tafen put his hands under her feet. Alakaka, on the ground. She lay titna that she, her feet shouldn't get dirty. He walked and she walked on his hands. Rav Tafen, Rav Tafen. Is that how we treat our parents? Rav Tafen! Walk on my hands! I don't want you to touch the ground. One story. Next story. The Imadur of Yishmael, the mother of Vishmal. Shh, you understand? You understand who these parents were? Rabbi Shmuel would go. He'd give a share, and he'd come back from the base of medrash. Rachetzas is raglov. But it's a He would wash. She would wash his feet, and she would then drink the water from his feet, from his dirty feet that she washed, because she wanted to drink from his feet that, w- that went that came from the base of medrash. I <laughs> understand this. He said, uh-uh. He found out about it. She's drinking the water. He said, absolutely not. So she took him to the Chachamim. And she said, my son is not keeping Kibbutz v'aim." You hear this? He's not keeping Kibbutz v'aim, Rabbi, Rabbi Shmuel. said, what? What do you mean I'm not keeping Kibbutz him." She said, he's not letting me drink the water. So the Chachamim said, that if she wants to drink the water from your feet... You have to let her. I mean, you say, whatever your parent wants, it doesn't make any sense. If that's what they want, unless it's going to hurt them, if that's what they want, that's what you have to do. We have no Hasaga. We have no Hasaga. And it's such a lost art. And not just in kids. The whole generation. Just go to any store. Look how people treat their kids. There are some people that treat their parents unbelievable. The reason I came to talk about this is that I had a father, Ola Shalom, the, the Shamashan of Aliyah, his kibbutz of Aim was not normal. My grandmother, of Shalom, would go to Eretz Yisrael. My father would always send her first class. Didn't matter. He had money, didn't have money. Oh my, my grandmother had to go first class. There was nothing to talk about. Everyone knew that Mrs. Wallace did goes first class. But, he never let her leave New York. Without him taking to the airport, without him getting benched. He always got he always got benched. So in Florida, he was in Florida in the middle of the winter. My grandmother was going to Eric's stroll. He got on a plane. He flew to Kennedy Airport. I was there. He met her in the first class lounge. He sat with her. He walked into the plane. He got benched. She got on the plane, took her off, he got on the plane, went back to Florida. Was no such thing. Never. And you can ask my brother and my sister. You can ask my wife. Did my parents come from Eretz Yisrael or Florida? Land in the airport, and me and my brother and sister were not there. Do you understand that? It was never a time that they walked out of that hall where everyone's waiting. And his three kids were not standing there waiting. Five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock. And even if I brought his car that he's going to Muncie, wasn't coming to my house. Wasn't coming to Brooklyn. There's no such thing in our family as my parents getting off a plane and there's no one there to meet them. It didn't exist. I didn't know any different. Who, Who goes to pick up their parents? Call Uber. When you get off the plane, Dad, call Uber. Ah goya picks him up up uh, whatever. I don't want to say parent comes off a plane, you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't give him a hug and a kiss. How do you know you, how do you know that night they'll still be in the world to give him a hug and a kiss? Everyone thinks that your parents are gonna live forever. Your parents and your Rebbe they're they're gonna live forever. No one no one lives forever, so everyone's busy screaming at that box. At the funeral. Oh, then you then everyone's screaming at the box? When they maybe they could hear you, maybe they can't, but you definitely can't hug them and kiss them. Oh, I should have spent more time with you, Ma! mom, I'm so sorry, dad. Too late, like Rabbi Gamaliel says. It's a mitzvah that ends in this world. What are you waiting for? What's the guarantee that they went home with an Uber and you'll be able to see them the next day? Go visit them mayor of Shabbos. My biggest pain in my heart, I lost my father 18 years ago. Biggest pain in my heart is he always asked me, could you come up to Muncie once a week to learn with me for an hour on a Wednesday? I said, okay, one day my father was 67 years old, in perfect shape, paddleball, racquetball player. I said, okay, one day when he's 95, he'll start getting slow. He died at 67. I never went to learn with him. Oh, what I would give to sit and learn with him today. What are you waiting for? You can feel their hand. You can feel their hug. You can make them smile. You could say, give me a bracha. You could get gebenched. They weren't nice to you when you were young. They brought you into the world. Here, I'm reading it to you. A guy! Brings you into the world. you got to dive in for the oven for him. A guy! Say Kaddish! A little for him. He brought you to the world as a guy. And a mother. Not just the father. The guy is your mother too. They didn't bring you in as a Yid. But now I'm a Yid. 40 years later, 20 years later, 60 years later, it doesn't matter. I'm a Yid. I owe those people, those those Christians, the church that they took me every Sunday. I owe them a thank you. You owe them a thank you? They brought you to Yashka? Yeah, I owe them a thank you. They brought me to the world. And for that, no matter what, is the fifth commandment. Kibut of the aim. And if you can't have that then you don't have a curse at Toiv. And if you don't have a curse at Toiv, you have kina, And if you have kinah, you have sinas And if you have Sinashinam, you have the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash, And that's what we're sitting in right now. And it's just getting worse and worse. There's no respect for parents. We don't sit next to them in shul. My father never let me dive in in the kid's minion. He said, if my son comes to shul, who do I want to sit next to me more than him? Some friend? Some neighbor? It's my Sakaria. And why are you sitting next to me? We had a homochluikis in Yeshiva that I went, Yeshiva Daven at seven thirty. And they were very interminion. They has not to be interminion. There's no one bigger in Minion. I spoke a few years ago about my father in Minion. He was no one bigger in Minion than my father. So the minion was at 7.30. My father told Rosh Yeshiva, I want my son, we well, Yekes. I want my son sitting next to me at the 7 o'clock minion basis. Yisrael. I have him before you. And I want my son sitting next to me by diving And Rosh Shiva said, no, Shiva, Yeshiva policy. Shiva policy, he has to dive with Yeshiva minion. And my father said, then he's not going to be in Yeshiva anymore. There's other Yeshivas. My policy, he's my child. At the end of the day, the yeshiva not going to give din for cheshbon. I am. This is my child. So he's going to sit next to me at the 7 o'clock minyan. He's going to have to get up at 6.30. He's going to sit next to me my whole life. I sit next to him at that minyan. Never saw my father talk one word by davening. Do you know why I don't talk by davening? Because that's how I was brought up. Because that's what I saw. Not because I learned shulchanah, not because I'm Mishnah because the Mysa, I sat and I watched a man who never spoke a word. Shabbos, doesn't didn't matter what it was, never spoke a word by davening. So just like it's a khiv of kibbutz of the aim for the child to the parent, but the parent has to take responsibility for the child too. Spend time with your kid. This is your investment. This is your life. This is everything. And if you're not giving kibbutz of the aim to your parents... He is not going to give Kivita to you. He is not going to. I watched how my father treated his mother. His father died very young. I watched it. There's no way I can't have Kivita I watched his whole life. He took her. He went to Florida. He took her. He went to wherever he... She was like... My grandmother was like the princess, the queen. I don't know. She was... He treated her like... What? Every Friday before he came to Muncie, he went to Manhattan to get benched by my grandmother. You took care of it like oh, I was unbelievable. What I watched was amazing. So if you want your your kids to do this, you have to treat your parents. You want your kids to call you, but you don't call your parents, and you're busy talking bad about your in laws. Forget about it. Forget about it. Why is you a din of kibbutz on in laws? My father in law. Because bottom line, whether you're getting along with your wife or not, he gave you because of him you have a wife. And even if you don't like your wife and you're having problems, but you have children. And you wouldn't have children if you didn't have a wife. Focus on what you have, not what you don't have. So even chastrashal, no one here should have such a situation. But you have a miserable marriage. You're like, give it away from my in-laws? They hate me. They don't talk to me. Look what they brought up. I can't deal with her. She's killing me. I'm having a miserable life, right? Isha ra Chai Isha Toi, V'Chai right? I'm having a miserable life. Why should I give Kibit Avai to my in-laws? They didn't even want me to marry her, they didn't want to come to the wedding, they didn't come to the wedding. And I have a Kyev to give to and the answer is yes. Yes. You know why? Because the are you're married to that woman. The mice you're married. They didn't have the child and the mice, you have children? You have children? You're not focusing if it wasn't for them having her, you would have these children. You say I have children for someone else? Who says so? Maybe the other person wouldn't be able to have children and what kind of children would you have? Who knows? So my mother-in-law, yeah, you gotta go home tonight and say, Ma, ta, whatever you call your in-laws, I want to thank you very much. They'd be like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I have a beautiful wife, I have children, and I have grandchildren. Ma ta, if it wasn't for the two of you, I wouldn't have any of it. I love you and thank you so much. That's a person who has a car sat toy. That's a person who's not jealous of anyone else. Let me finish with this. Pasha's Moloch. Two minutes. Pashas Balak, not that long ago. The donkey spoke, not that long ago. I'm not going to tell you why Rebbe said when I used to say something. Okay, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) Hashem became very angry that he went. Doesn't make sense. The pasuk before said Hashem said, "Go with them." And say what they want you to say, and say what I want you to say. And then all of a sudden, the public said, But he heard that he went, so why was Hashem angry? He told him he could go. And the answer is, he told him he could go. Interesting, because they, will, they were willing to pay him money. And Hashem said, I didn't, I didn't want you to lose money, so you could go. But he didn't go because of the money. He went, he, he saddled his donkey early, which meant he went because he hated the Jews. Hashem said, Ah, I let you go because of the money. You're getting up early in the morning, like Avram Avino got up, because you hate the Jews, but Hashem. Okay. So we all know the story. Ma'wach, one time, second time, third time. I want to read you a Rashi. Whoever came to my share heard this. I want you to, I want to read you, and and we're ending with this, I want to read you a Rashi which is a life changer, and most people don't talk about Rashi. It's a very little, small Rashi. And Rashi says the following. He put out, he put out, he put up an angel to, to stop him from going. Ma'wach shaurachamim hayah wasn't a malach to kill Bilaam. And the malach, by the way, Balatunim says it was, it was the malach real, another one says it was the malach uh, Michal, whatever it is. Malach Shorachim Amhaya. Hashem sent him a malach of pity. Why? Who writes a limnai Hashem wanted to stop him, Bilaam, Harasha, the lowest of the world, who, who lives with his donkey. Hashem said, I don't want you to sin, because if you sin." you're going to be lost. What? What is Rashi saying? because of course, Baruch Hu sent a malach of rachamim, I mean, not a killing malach, to save Bilam from sinning because if Bilam sins, he's going to end up in Gehenna and be lost. Hashem was worried that Bilam shouldn't be lost, so he brought a malach to stop him from doing the Avera. So uh, I got up and said, yeah. So all the people who have this perception that you should help your children do Averas, that goes out the window. Because your children are Jewish and they're good people. Why would you help them do averis? Here, the worst Rashi in the world, Hashem says, go stop him, stop him. I don't want Bilam to do an Aveira and get destroyed. It's a mind-boggling Rashi. Just to tell you, and I, I said this over a few times to kids, to people when I'm speaking, just you should understand who Hashem is. This, this picture of Hashem, He wants to burn you and put you in a barbecue and give you diseases and punish you and if you do this, whack! And if you do that, whack! And oh my God, this mean, vengeful, angry God! That whole generation right now, they're all walking around. Like, oh, don't hit me! I don't want to get sick! I'm a right to anyway! What are you going to do? I'm going to die anyway! That's how they talk. I'm like, that's not our Hashem. I don't know who's preaching this. Hashem doesn't even want Balaam Harash who's going to curse us and destroy us on the lowest level that a human being ever became, married to an animal. Couldn't get lower than that. Because said, save him. Save him. I don't want to, I don't want him to get punished. So you think he's a punishing God? And then I quoted the Mishnah that talks about if a woman was with an animal, did that Aveira, so you have to kill the animal and you have to kill the woman. Right? The woman's me and you have to kill the animal. So they asked, ask, why do you have to kill that? Why do you have to kill the animal? Animal didn't know what it was doing. It's an animal. And the terrorist is because everyone's gonna see the animal, they're gonna to point to the animal, and they're gonna say, that's the animal that, you know, you know, the, the, what's her name died? You know what she did? That's the the animal that she did with. So therefore the Gomorrahs, the, the Chazal say, Hashem doesn't want her to be embarrassed after she died. She paid her punishment. He killed her, right? Now that everyone should go walk around pointing at the animal and be Mavayasher? Hashem, you're worried about being Mavayasher? She did the worst I've ever. It would be a great lesson if I... If I was in those days, if this is what the, not what the Gomorrah said, oh baby, while Austin we walking around like, check out that animal. You see what happened to her? That's what happens, guys. What a lesson! Like the kid they make an example in school that they throw out. We're going to use him as an example to teach everyone else. Oh, the a- the animal you're not, you have to kill, but the kid, the kid you have to use as an example. We have to get rid of the example. We get rid of the animal so no one knows what animal she did that very with. But this kid, the whole school has to know. You know why we threw him out, Rabbi? Not because he did the greatest bad thing, but we have to set a precedent. You should go! What, are you out of your mind? You take a Jewish child and you make an example of him and Hashem says, the animal that was in Nerva with a woman, get rid of it. So nobody should know. Where did this come from? I don't know where this comes from. So Hashem opens up the, the... the Osan's mouth, and you think, Hashem created this the last minute, P.O. Osan, he's going to get up and say a speech, a Wow. Imagine a sellout crowd if the Osan got up to speak instead of me. The place would be packed. Some of you are thinking, well, not so far apart. But anyway, so he gets up, and what does he say? What does this Osan say? Right? Hillel gets up and says, I hit you three times. Because, look what you did to me, look what you did to me, look what you did to me. And the Osan says, big words. He says, haven't I been loyal to you my whole life? Why did you hit me these three times? Osan, tell him. Fill him, you fool. There was a mark in the way. With a, with, a, with a sword that tried to kill us. Tell him what's going on. No. never tells him. He dies right after he says that. He says, hey... I've been good to you since till till now and Bill says, Yeah, you have been. He dies. Also for the same reason. Hashem didn't want that people should be Ma'viash. It's, it's you have to look at the before, It's not normal. That people shouldn't be Ma'vish that that was the Uso, the donkey, that made Billam look bad. Billam deserved to look bad because when the when the when he said to he said to the donkey, if I had a sword in my hand I would kill you. So the, the, the donkey said to him, You fool. You're going to curse and kill a whole nation with your mouth and you need a sword to kill me? Why don't you just curse me? So in front of the uh, mejanim that were there, he looked really bad. So Hashem said, got to get rid of this donkey because everyone's going to point down to it. That's the donkey that beat Bilam in an argument. So they had to kill the donkey. That was one of the a so Not Not the abad You have to kill the donkey. Get rid of the evidence. Hashem doesn't want anyone to be embarrassed. So what's going on over here? You created the mouth of a donkey to say, I've been a good wife for you till now. And the terence is. The terence is that after Hashem created his world... He looked at his whole world and there were ten things we could go through them all we don't have time now. There were ten things that he needed to do at the last minute. And Hashem realized that if the world doesn't have the whole creation is worthless. So the words that came out of the donkey's mouth were not there was a malach in front of me because we see Hashem revealed the malach. The words were if I've always been there for you focus on where I've been for you. Not that I scratched your foot three times. That's what came out of the donkey's mouth. Have I always been there? Did I take you out of Mitzrayim? What are you complaining about where we're going? Have I always been there for you? So I broke, you. if I pushed your foot three times, you must try to figure out that there's something wrong. And when he emits his chait, he still doesn't it because he was the biggest kafri So the malach says, I would have killed you if it wasn't for your donkey. I would have killed you instead of your donkey. He says, Chetasi. And we're waiting for the Chetasi. I didn't have a Kerasat Torah. He says, no, khatasi, what was my sin? That I didn't see you. That was your sin? That was your sin? If you didn't see the Malach, then there's no sin. If you saw the Malach and you tried anyway, there's a sin. But if you didn't see the Malach, what's the sin? Khatasi that I didn't see you. He was so in the future. My aver is that I didn't see you. Not my aver was, I didn't treat my donkey the correct way. I have a horse ranch. I have eight horses. Why am I telling you this? I'm not raising money. (laughs) To understand who our God is and who our Hashem is. Says the Chidah. Why did the Malach say to Bilaam, why did you hit your animal three times? It seems to be that was the wrong thing to do. He yelled at him, I would have killed you. What's wrong with hitting your animal? It's a donkey. You ever go to Israel? They hit him. So the malachs seem to have been very upset. Why did you hit your donkey three times? Says the chidah. Look inside the chidah. not Pasek. The chidah says that anyone who rides a horse, I wish I would have brought it, read it to you inside, that anybody who rides a horse and hits it, We'll give din for that in Shemayim. It's Chidah. Because is sensitive, don't hit your, don't hit your horse. And therefore the Malach said, how dare you hit this animal? Can't cause pain to a horse, can we cause pain to another human being? Kinah and sinah and sinah's chinam is causing pain to another human being. So because is so sensitive to the feelings of a horse, says a how more we have to be so sensitive when we leave here tonight to the feelings of others and to focus on what we have that he took us out of Mitzrayim not where we're going if we focus on what we have then Akash Baha will give us back what we had and that's the
1: best I Yiddish thank you <laughs> We have to give a big yeshikai to Rabbi Wallisin for the inspiring Shir. Rabbi well, says, show you our our toif to Irkinshiri Torah for bringing these inspiring Joshua's to the community by sponsoring a Shir and and uh, having a Heaven and our Bottas Torah of Irkinshiri Torah worldwide. Call Irkinshiri Torah at 718-851-8651 or email tapecenter at yeshivanet.com and have this great s'chus. We have to give a big yeshikai to an Anonymous for sponsoring tonight's sheiru, Shluss for a shidduch for a friend's daughter, For a to the Gruss family for the dedication a founding board member of to the Wolf family for their support of tonight's a big to Blazer of wise for sponsoring tonight's share. CDs of tonight's show will be available shortly. Ashakh to everyone for coming. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by ToraanyTime.com.